Welcome to Mind the Gap by Fresh Chat, a podcast where experts and hustlers share their stories on growth, marketing, and customer experience. I'm Abhishek, and I'm your host for the day. So, when it comes to ideation for us at Chartmogul, it's—I would love to say—it's—it's it's a really structured process. We've made a lot of changes in in the past year or two to to try and add some more structure there. But it's essentially we run like a, an ideation session every couple of weeks within the marketing team, where we try to encourage maybe what is kind of similar to kind of journalistic approach to like pitching stories. So. we encourage people to to pitch ideas for content and when they're actually pitching that we kind of follow something that's actually quite similar to what i used to do in in a product team back when i was a product manager which is thinking around the kind of business case for a piece of content just as you would think around the the business case of a particular feature for your software that was ed shelley director of content at chartmogul In the course of the podcast, we hear from Ed on what makes Chartmogul's content stand out, have the right readers, and look beyond the obvious when it comes to content. He shares with us today on the three crucial pillars of content: ideation, outreach, and assets. Let's start looking at ideation first. Ideation is one of the most critical steps in content creation. There is so much of content that's available out there. So how do you write the right ones? It's imperative that if you're a product company your content solves the same problem that your product does but is it practice may or may not what drives ideation what really drives the ideation i'm not going to pretend that a lot of it isn't just me having ideas uh in the shower in the morning cuz that that's definitely a big part of it and what i would say there is to really get the ideation working you need to just immerse yourself in the industry this is something that's very hard at the beginning you effectively need to plan out how you can become a thought leader in the space that you exist in and to have any kind of meaningful voice in in that space you you need to effectively uh build up this body of knowledge and for me that meant really just consuming uh what i consider to be the best or the most useful content in in our space and in doing that you kind of start to form an opinion right so you you listen to a lot of the thought leaders and what they're saying you start to like compare and contrast different opinions so you know this venture capitalist is saying this thing about how to measure churn in a in a SaaS business for example and then you start to see you know perhaps another company says well okay this is how we measure churn and this is why it's valuable to us so then over time and and there's a lot of time involved with this um you you start to form your own opinion and and that's effectively the process of you becoming a thought leader and that actually drives a lot of the ideation side so you start to see opportunities you start to see trends or things that people are not currently talking about in the space and those ideas will will come to you so that's one part of the ideation and i would say the other part is really reflecting what's happening with our product specifically so we most of the content projects that we work on are very like well aligned with with the goals of our product so we have to look at the strategic direction of chartmogul in in the next uh 6 to 12 months 
we think about some of the uh, kind of new features and themes that we're working on in the product and how we can really kind of inform people around this area. There's definitely there's definitely a big effort to keep our content aligned with our product. And, and I'm a huge believer that actually our content is really just solving the same problem that our product is. And, and that means uh, we, we look at pitch or the value of chart mobile and we kind of ask the question, like, how do we solve this if we're not actually going to build a product? Like, let's pretend for a second we're not going to build chart mobile. How can we still help people build a better subscription business without kind of writing code? And, and that can be offering people advice. It can be giving people resources. Uh, it can be in a lot of writing and thought leadership. There's a, a ton of things that you can do there. So that's, I would say, like the other half of, of ideation for us is like, where is our product going and how do we really reinforce the messaging around that through our content? Industry and product. That's how we bundle content ideation. Okay, we've all produced some great impressive content, but what's the whole point of content creation if we don't have enough eyes on it? What do we not know about outreach? Distribution for us is something that's kind of an ever-changing, uh, ever-evolving process. Like when I look at what we did for distribution at Chartmogul two years ago, um, that was that was a very different um, space. So I think a lot of our goals today are around producing content that kind of can be naturally distributed and, and can naturally reach its audience through uh, mechanisms that are characteristics of the medium or the channel that it's in. So for example, with a podcast, like that's, that has a great kind of natural uh, mechanism for people to subscribe and for us to push content to people. I think what's changed there for us is that on the whole, we, we generally put less effort into what I would consider kind of the, the kind of growth hacks for distribution that you, you can read a lot about in the industry. Um, in the early days, we were much more concerned with like obsessively sharing our, our content to every possibly relevant channel and getting uh, people to engage with it there. I think nowadays we're much more optimized around actually what we publish and share and, and making sure that we work on the things that have like naturally high uh, engagement with our audience. And, and of course we're lucky today, like that the primary difference between those early days that I was talking about and today is that we have like an owned audience and a, like a recurring user base that come back and consume the content that we publish today. And that gives you kind of a natural basis for um, distribution through, you know, us publishing things that people want to share. So I think almost like the, the problem that you're solving in the, in the early days is is much tougher when you don't have this kind of owned audience. You know, you, you don't have a, a newsletter with, you know, more than 10,000 like engaged people um, that, that are going to consume it every week. You don't have a podcast where when you publish an episode, it, it automatically gets downloaded to, you know, thousands of people's devices. These These are all luxuries that you don't have in the beginning. Um, so I think that's why the, the strategy for us has, has really changed. In ideation lies the secret of outreach, but who owns outreach? Distribution involves a different kind of skill set compared to creative content creation. 
Should content creators do the outreach or should someone else own it? Again, from the perspective of a team that is, you know, fairly resource constrained, like we we can't put entire teams of people on these different aspects of content marketing. I, I think um, for me, there's always been a conflict in having uh, distribution mixed with actual content production. And a lot of that is just about the kind of nature of the work that's involved. Um, I believe that the, the people that produce uh, you know, really high value, uh, interesting, thoughtful, creative content, they need the, the space uh, and they need the right environment to to produce that. And again, a lot of that is about kind of giving people freedom for creativity. And if you look at all of the brands that you respect, um, perhaps in, in B2B SaaS, the, the guys that are doing an incredible job with content I, I think that the difference between those and the and the ones that are not succeeding is that they they encourage a sense of creativity in in content production that um, the the others just don't f- like fundamentally understand. So the kind of friction there between the distribution and the creation is that if if you're asking people to go off and and produce incredible work, um, that's kind of really kind of a deep work that requires, you know, probably multiple days, uh, even multiple weeks of uh, long form research and writing uh, in contrast to the distribution side, which is definitely not kind of a deep work. It, it requires like short uh, engagements. It requires uh, like social interaction on social media. It requires like small uh, kind of bursts of activity and that can be really disruptive for that creative process that i just explained so as a single uh if you assume say that you ha- you have a you're a small startup you have a single content marketer um and and i've seen this with with companies that are, are trying to build out a content marketing strategy this poor person is um constantly disrupted by the fact that they need to uh, work on distribution. They need to be kind of hustling to to get their content in front of people, and that can, in many cases, completely destroy a lot of the creativity that's required to produce this thought leadership in the first place. So, I think if you have the luxury to split that out, I would definitely do that to the extent that it's possible. Um, but you need to definitely still have an understanding between the production and the distribution of, you know, the people that are distributing your content need to understand it. They need to know the audience. They need kind of an intimate knowledge of of the problem that it's solving and, and how they can get it in front of that audience. People are the biggest assets for a creative content team. How do you hire such talent? In Ed's words, look beyond the obvious. I think when you look at of hiring and scaling a, a content team that the kind of people that you should look for are perhaps not the kind of people that are instantly obvious um, for kind of placement in that team. And I would say the biggest example there is probably myself. Like I'm, I'm not traditionally a, a marketer. Like I joined Chartmogul um, early on from a, from a product management role and a career that involved uh, a period in software engineering and computer science. And 
I believe that that kind of perspective gave me something uh, unique or at least an approach that was uh, different to maybe what a kind of quote unquote classical marketer would have, uh, would have taken in that, in that role. So when, when I look at people today or, or if, if I look for, for new recruits or, or people to, to work in content marketing, actually, I don't care so much, um, about their background. I, I think you need to look at people that have a general curiosity in a space and, and kind of a passion to learn. I, I don't think they need to be a thought leader. Um, they don't need to already have an opinion, but they need the ability to, uh, to very quickly kind of absorb the industry and, and form their own opinion. Um, so, and, and actually picking people from different disciplines, I think can, can really give you, give you an edge as a team. So, I would love to build like a dream content marketing team with people from like all kinds of, of different disciplines from a SaaS business. You know, I, I would love to have somebody from a finance background writing for us at Chartmogul who has experience in, in the kind of financial aspect of building a business. These are all things that are kind of easy to talk about, but the, the difficult thing there is like a lot of these people are not looking to become content marketers and and that's always something that i that i think is a struggle you you need to find people that are almost not looking to be content marketers and to write that perhaps at least have an interest and a curiosity in sharing their view with with the industry so maybe they're already blogging um about a certain aspect of of building a business Maybe they're kind of sharing their thoughts in through other channels, but they're probably not thinking of themselves as content marketers. Um, and, and that's a really tricky one when it comes to hiring. It's rapid fire time now. And coming up next are Ed's answers from top of his mind on finding inspiration, generally and for content. So I, I'm a huge user of Feedly and I have built up a collection of feeds uh, in Philly that for me, partly out of the need to run an industry newsletter every week and to be in touch with what people are publishing, but also to kind of be able to scale my reading and to find things that are interesting. Um, I would say so partly Feedly and partly my Twitter feed. Like I follow a lot of people there that produce really interesting um, content and thought leadership and then finally, I'm a huge listener of podcasts. So I basically, anytime when my kind of brain is, is free, but my hands are busy, I'm listening to some podcast or another. Um, and this informs a lot of what I think about and what I learn. I found that a number of VCs lately have really stepped up their content game. Um, like in SaaS, especially when I started out, it was, you know, a few individual bloggers kind of, and they, they were effectively the thought leaders in SaaS and SaaS metrics. Um, but so I'm a huge fan of first round capital. Um, they produce some, some excellent content and they have really started to, uh, they, they have a blog called first round review and they have incredibly interesting, uh, content there that 
really takes what used to just be kind of individual uh, venture capitalist thought leadership and, and turns it into much more of a structured output. Um, so I'm always looking to them to kind of get inspiration and to understand what the VCs are thinking in this space. In a world of diminishing creative bravery and no readers, how do you ideate and distribute content? What are your takeaways from the episode and how do you plan to apply it in your content strategy? Tweet to us at Fresh Chat app. Of course, it goes without saying, we would love to chat. Thank you for listening to Mind the Gap. Subscribe to our podcast at freshchat.com slash mindthegap. You can check out our upcoming episodes and ask questions to our guest by sending an audio message there. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with the world. See you guys soon.